0: Everybody, and welcome to uh another episode of Bang Bang Podcast.
1: And that was the buggers Sounds of Obsession, the original Saturday night's main event theme tune that was nicely edited out on the network wankers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so said in my uh, best well, well, radio DJ voice.
0: That was good. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, hello, yeah. So we're uh Bang Bang Podcast. My name's Andy, his name's Steve. I forget sometimes we don't really do Intros on this show because I just assume that people know that um you know who we are before we start. But some people people must randomly come across us sometimes. So
1: yeah, yeah. Well, it's just nice to confirm thing. that Andy is a bald dwarf mm-hmm. who is approximately just over a foot shorter than Taz, and I am nine foot four and am the nineteenth wonder of the world. Okay
0: have you um have you had your haircut?
1: yes i am rod hole no more
0: <laughs> that was uh the last episode that was an underlying i think we mentioned rod hole more than we did terry funk um
1: but and with good reason
0: with good reason <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> yeah because um, i can't remember anything of that whole no. i don't i don't think we talked about Terry Funk you 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 mentioned that we we mentioned a few feuds and that and I can't remember talking about any of that at all.
0: No. Well, you you were very well. Were you? You said you were feeling a bit under the weather.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it would have been a, a one episode thing, but I cancelled last week because I I was I needed a break. Um yeah. That's
0: fair enough. No. It's I mean bit... we've
1: been doing this for
0: quite a few weeks on the trot and we we're busy men, so we need a break we are
1: we're, we're we're healthcare professional who's mm-hmm. important and andy i am
0: yeah yeah well luckily the thing is our episodes go so long that if we ever do need to chop them into half or we could chop them into four quarters sometimes um we can do that so there is that but then you get nice little have you listened back to the uh, uh, do you ever you did not really listen back to of this. no perhaps, i don't uh, no but i have to go in and put in my like, little intros and what. <laughs> <laughs> whatever uh kind of like after obviously i'm not professional enough to do that at the time so i do it like 10 minutes before i put the episode out i put little cool. intro in and uh, and then stick it out um
1: yeah so, i might have a listen to one one no, you never know i
0: interested in there but no 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 it just goes with the rest of the show to be honest
1: yeah yeah um, yeah because this just dribble two men yeah who who obviously know nothing about wrestling talk about wrestling almost yeah, so I think that sums the whole show up really.
0: Uh, this week we're doing the first ever Saturday Night's main event. We'll get to uh,
1: that as a tribute to the mind-numbing tedium that was fucking WrestleMania week. Okay, it I was just gonna just went yeah. on and on and on and on and on mm. and on and on and yeah. on and on. Did
0: you um? Did you watch WrestleMania on then?
1: No, none of it. None of it. No. I um just did internal I put me put me off the whole fucking week. Twitter did. Yeah. Just nothing but shy all the way through from everybody. I spent most of Saturday watching Danhausen videos with my daughter. Yeah. Oh that's good. Lola. Um yeah. because she thinks Danhausen she doesn't. she says I don't dad, I don't I don't want to see him wrestle ever but he's my favorite wrestler. Yeah. So that's, that's perfect. She's, she's a big fan. I've ordered, I've ordered a couple of, um, Dan Housen is not Dracula t-shirts. One for me, one for her. Mm-hmm. So she's getting a Dan Housen t-shirt through the post soon. I'm oh, yeah. actually, I'm actually for the first time in a long time, actually wearing a wrestling t-shirt. It's a, okay. it's a, it just says Brody on it. It's a bruiser, Brody, um, t-shirt but the fact that the guy's got a manic stare and a beard i'm wearing it in a little bit of a, a tribute to Brody lee mm-hmm. yeah for wrestlemania nice touch from bray wyatt apparently yeah <laughs> so, yeah well i'm so um, i will i will watch wrestlemania when I, i've when it when i get a chance to watch wrestlemania yeah. i'm very busy i've got things on like the boat race to catch up on and yeah. paint drying and yeah. wood warping this is a good episode of wood warping okay um so i've got stuff to do um well, i'll get there in the end i yeah. to hit the rum soon as well okay Twinfin rum people from the makers of tarquin's gin mm-hmm. a nice caramelly gin which is nice with a coke as a livener before you hit the rest of it and while we're on the subject of alcohol today's yeah. beer i'm having a cheeky breakfast out not for breakfast siren's broken dream You can get it in your Tesco for £2.60p, well worth it, 6.5. I'm going for a a Northern Monk collaboration with Lurvig. I've had this before. It's a North Star Imperial Stout, 9%. It's got some almonds in it and some vanilla and some chocolate. Thank you very much. And I'm going to finish off my left-handed giant King of the Woodland Imperial Stout with pistachio and honeycomb, 12.5%, before... I get back on to New Bristol Brewery for a big order there because I'm getting paid on Thursday. And then I'm going to go back to Left Handed Giant for their Perfect Days stout, which is chocolate, vanilla and walnut, which sounds very interesting. And it's got some nice reviews. Plus, I come to you via the medium of being able to drink in a pub garden, which is very nice. Thank you, Boris the Cuntface Johnson. (laughs)
0: i mean in the upcoming months we could possibly do an episode in the beer garden can we no i never want to see you again no okay fair enough well would you like to know what i'm wearing tonight that nothing
1: (laughs) that that took took a turn (laughs) for the dark square (laughs) so i I talk about beer and then andy wants to get naked and talk about what he's wearing tonight Mm. good
0: god i I normally podcast completely naked
1: Um, do you that if if you've ever seen andrew Mm mm-hmm then you know that he is like an anorexic Taz. Mm-hmm. So it's not a pretty sight.
0: Well, I'm, i, I he's I'm hairy completely... all over apart from yeah, his
1: head. I am, yeah. He's a very
0: hirsute man. Well, the, the hair is slowly migrating down my body. So I'm completely bald um, on top. Obviously, I've, I can grow a very nice beard, but I, I, I can't at the moment because of, covid and having to wear various types of masks in work so that's restricted my beard growth
1: so we've, we've have you have you had the quick government turnaround they went from we, what we do at work is we we adopt what's called a sessional approach to ppe wearing um and you wear one for a while with interactions if you have um personal care obviously you change your mask mm-hmm. but you can wear a mask in communal areas and change it when you have a break so you go through about four or five masks a day in a care home setting yeah they changed it to every single um resident interaction oh really which immediately as the care home manager uh, shouldn't really be swearing <laughs> live on podcast but you don't know where i work so fuck you hmm they changed the guidelines on the Thursday to every single interaction with a resident and different every single positive person that you have you've got to wear goggles or visors and Yeah. And then they realized that it would quadruple the bill for every single care home in the country and they went back to sessional use again three okay. days later. Yeah. So absolute waste of time. Um, yeah. And carrying on a fine tradition of a fucking government that hasn't got a clue what it's doing and will do a U-Tune as soon as somebody just points out. Um, excuse me, Boris. Common sense. And stop combing your hair with a fucking balloon, you cunt.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've not been in work for a while, so I'm not aware if anything's changed. Um,
1: but. No, but when you go back, it will mm-hmm. be as if nothing
0: has changed. No, that's very, very common, to be fair. I'm not naked. I'm wearing a, uh, a... Why do you
1: have to feel Why do you have to feel <laughs> you, you have to bring up the fact that you may or may not be naked regularly. What's changed, Andrew? Is some, <laughs> something suddenly changed in your life? No. Have you had a revelation? Have you no. had an epiphany? Would you like to know what I'm wearing? No, just shut up okay. about what you're wearing or what you're right. not wearing. Stay in okay. the dark, you hairy little dwarf.
0: Right, so um, we'd like to give a shout-out to our, our pals over at, uh, 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 at UCC Podcasts.
1: I'd like uh, to our, point out at this point they're fucking Andy's pals, not mine, because well, they're gimmick-infringing the stout fucking They do
0: gimmick-infringing.
1: That's bad, that is. I'm going to have to set every last one of them on fire, even... Yeah even because he I don't know him. He's done nothing wrong to me. He's even taken on the nickname, but I'm even gonna have to set Spanky on fire. Okay, okay.
0: Um have, have you listened to any of the, any uh, shows yet? Or you
1: listen to the fresh one? yeah, I've given I've given it a bit of a listen. I, I I I wouldn't recommend it. It's not it's not my cup of tea, it's about wrestling, isn't it? You know <laughs> I don't like you know I don't like wrestling. No, no. Why no. would I listen to, No, um it's actually a, a decent listen.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Go and, give it a, go and give it a go, even though it, it describes me as an old man shouting at clouds. Um, yeah, yeah. Which, strangely enough, I share that very ignominious insult with James E. Cornette. So yeah. I'm in good company.
0: Yeah. Um, and obviously our other pals like Mags and his various podcasts.
1: King, King of James. the podcasts. Yeah. Man of a thousand podcasts
0: um 90s wrestling podcast james he was on the latest episode of utc podcast which would have came out last week not not today um and he was
1: sober can you imagine do do you podcasting uh, sober that that's a bizarre concept in and of itself but i know somebody from a reputable podcast like 90s wrestling podcast you would have thought that you'd have to get absolutely hammered to go on something as low rent as utt podcast unbooking the territory yeah available at all good podcasting outlets yeah um... so i'm reliably informed please give it a listen oh, yeah. It's hitting hitting the dizzy heights in the uk podcasting charts please keep well, them we up did, there
0: we didn't talk about ratings now we're not doing <laughs> We well, never, them. No, well, I no. never
1: gave a fuck about ratings, to be honest. Like, I don't did not give a I, fuck mate. about demos. Yeah, so everybody let's, else not, let's not get on, on to demos. Jesus well, Christ. I'll get on to another demo because we've had quite a few demos in Bristol. Yeah, and yeah, they, yeah. Well, we got, they finally turned hmm. peaceful.
0: Now, you might not remember because you were hallucinating, and but we did discuss this in the last
1: episode. Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember like the last us. episode.
0: No, it's not like us to cover old ground, is it? But um, <laughs> yeah, well, I was also going to give a shout out to obviously Cy Powell with his uh, yeah chain and his regular episode seven the mastodon
1: loving every week bearded man who refute after I called his wrestler mate a bag of walnuts refused to retweet my did he <laughs> it's funny isn't it i know and
0: i, I like also to, like to, like to shout out things yeah yeah to um i'm foul as well a foul
1: original yeah foul because good he's on you good and um, i a get drunk who and... who is actually the polar opposite of me mm. because he sees the positive in things yeah couldn't be like it myself but it's it, it's a Wonderful, wonderful characteristic to have. So, um, if you do want to chuck him some stuff at Bright Side of the Ring,
0: yeah, definitely.
1: Whatever's made you smile this week, yeah, then yeah. Fowl will be very happy to hear your suggestions. He's right, a good so, man. Full stop. Yeah. So.
0: I watched. I watched two matches of WrestleMania. So I, I've been off this week, so I've had a bit of time. But I've had the kids and stuff as well, so I couldn't stay up and watch the whole thing. But I thought it's WrestleMania. Come on, like let's give it a go. I was obviously it was spread over two nights, which was good and
1: what, bad. What's your what's your what's your thought on that? Because okay. it's weird, we're, everybody on my timeline. Yeah. Said it. We have to go back to a three hour watchable WrestleMania. Yeah. Um. And then this dickhead, or I can't remember what dickhead it was, but somebody, mm. somebody, I think Mag's knows him. Mag's knows mm. loads of people, and some mm-hmm. of them are inevitably going to be dickheads. Yeah. And he said, "Well, there's nobody on my time that actually wants to go back to a one-day WrestleMania. What? Am I Where are you all? And it's like my fucking timeline's full of the cunts. So why don't you just fucking drop dead or fuck off, and yeah. preferably both. I think
0: you could do. I mean, yeah, like like you, I would prefer if you're gonna if you're gonna have it where it's gonna be it, if you give me a choice of a, a seven hour WrestleMania or a six hour WrestleMania like it's been in recent times or spread over two parts, then yeah, I prefer spread over two parts. Yeah, Again, I, in an I, ideal I, world, you I, think, to I think, think three you're hours, probably right me.
1: in that side of things. Yeah. if they're, yeah. if they're going for that much fucking overkill, at least spread it over two days. Yeah, but I your think... world. Yeah, and I think I think we're probably falling into the pit, the men of a certain age category here, because a lot of people who were into re- WrestleManias and things like that now are going, what? It was just like a, a three-hour WrestleMania. What? Mm. You couldn't have got many people on that, could you? And they're they're the modern-day overkill WrestleManias. But we sensible folk of a more mature outlook, and in these COVID times. Able to grow a Rod Hullion head of hair. Mm-hmm. Remember the three-hour WrestleManias that was banger after banger of, let's face it, looking back, fairly rubbish wrestling. Yeah, but they all meant something. These days, not so much. There's there's a scant bit of build-up, but back in the day, there was a good there was a good build-up for things. In the early days, you people didn't have fucking twelve. Or thirteen bloody pay-per-views a year. You had fucking five. Mm-hmm. That was it: Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, and another cunt that I can't be fucking bothered <laughs> to, re- to, to, to remember. But we yeah. didn't have that many. King of no. the Ring may it might have been even so much Maybe, shit yeah. like that. Yeah. But that's all you had, wasn't it? It wasn't mm-hmm. anything. And then suddenly, and it's Bischoff to blame for this. He started pushing the monthly pay-per-views, and then Vince came out with In Your House to test the waters himself with a budget pay-per-view, yeah. and then and then it, the, the overkill wrestling years began. And that's when you get if Twitter was around then, I I, I don't think I, I don't think A, I'd be walking around free. I mm-hmm. think I'd have been put in jail years before. But I think. If Twitter was around then, fucking now, wrestling would have been a wasteland. I think the authorities would have outlawed it. Mm. It's just, just ridiculous. You're all just ridiculous cunts on Twitter. You really are.
0: Right. From what I saw of WrestleMania, though, I enjoyed. Obviously, they had a crowd back, which was good because they. That,
1: that's board. what I'm. That's what I'm. Yeah. you yeah. You had your fair amount of cardboard crowd, from yeah. what I could see. Um, but they came in handy as a rain hat. Yep. Yep. And they got to boo Hulk Hogan dressed as a pirate. Yeah. Which is, which has got to (laughs) be the most uncomfortable couple of minutes on because that, that whole segment with Titus was, yeah, I did see that. Yeah. There. Uh, I I just, I did see that. I think I watched the first quarter of an hour, 20 minutes or something. Yeah. And to see Michael Cole and, um, Samoa Joe in a cagoule yeah. <laughs> yeah. was was good if from a eighties throwback sort of way. Um, and not watched any of the wrestling, so I don't know what the wrestling was all no. about. But can I just say, if ever anyone sees Byron Saxton mm-hmm. in the street and yeah. he's wearing that fucking suit, mm-hmm. beat him to death with his own fucking legs. Yeah, but it's okay. got to, the just it, in case. Anyone sees it, that has no. Just do it. Yeah, I am advocating the murder of a WWE commentator for bad dress sense. Do okay. it. Okay, Pull okay. i going to do it on Twitter. Do it.
0: If you do it on Twitter, then we'll, we'll get banned again. So I don't give a fuck. Well, so I didn't watch. I, I didn't watch the. Um, I watched the first night. The next morning. Because the girls were out and Kate was working, so I had a bit of time. And I started watching it. I was unspoiled oh. from the night before, so I um I was watching and I was like, obviously because we had the the rain delay and a bit longer and a bit longer. And I was like, did that actually even take place? <laughs> <I was> thinking,
1: <laughs> did it just rain the whole time?
0: Yeah, because I was looking and it said like three hours or something left. I was like, what well, is this? Is this it for? Did they just fill for three hours and then just
1: pull uh, cool it off? It was just Michael Cole in a cagool looking yeah. at his watch.
0: But I enjoyed the <laughs> Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lamp. I said I watched the first match of each night. Lashley and uh, McIntyre was a was good that match. Was the first then match? Then that was the first okay, match of yeah, the first night,
1: they, yeah. They, they, yeah, tis the modern way. Start yeah. off big and let everybody down thereafter.
0: And then the first night, of this, the first match of the second night was Bray and um, Randy Orton. And that was, yeah, interesting. But. Why
1: can't just just listening to the, the fucking idiots on Twitter? Why yeah. why why are they doing this with Bray Wyatt? Why why do they make him now the least credible person in the entire world? <laughs> what well, the, the last thing? Somebody set him on fire, yeah, and he ended up looking like Toxic Avengers shagged a stick of broccoli, yeah, and this time. I, oh, I, I give up you, you had to it, fucking it. The red lights are back That's sort of all yeah, shit you Yeah had, that, It was almost as bad As the fucking Red light match With With um Seth Rollins He had that Fucking debacle When he lost The World whatever weight Championship To Randy Orton With the fucking The ring oh, full of fucking Bugs oh, and oh, eyeballs he the, With the eyeballs
0: Yeah
1: Yeah. Uh, that was shit yeah. He lost to a fucking <laughs> Racist old oh, man in three seconds, mm. why are they? Why are they doing that? He's obvious. Do they think they can? Are they testing people's fucking? Well, it was strange because have you seen what happened? Because they're, they're just putting him through shit after shit after shit. This character that they built up and they've invested yeah. money in with the split personality and the fucking fiend character and. It, well, I are think they testing like, people's patience and testing it, people's endurance because they think they can make the character such a cool character that yeah. they can shit on him every single time he turns up in the ring? Is but that? If, is that? A, is that well, a, I don't know. I don't it, get it. I it don't was a, fucking get it. It was it's strange. As if, yeah. It's as if a, a mad old man is still in charge.
0: Yeah. Well, did you see? Obviously, I think. Have you seen pictures of, like how it ended?
1: No. No,
0: <laughs> no. Are you fucking are you mental? Of course I no, haven't. No, well, so uh, I'll, I'll briefly because just it was it was the match and whatever, and then Alexa Bliss turned up and she was sat on top of the. Did you see? He came out of a box. Have you
1: seen? No, it? Did you keep saying. Did you see? No, no, no. no. We've no, established okay, okay. that I
0: haven't seen any of it. Well, it kind of built it up as if it was going to be a big. So there was this thing with Alexa Bliss, and then all this black stuff started coming down her face which distracted him and around the world i give him rko and pinned him mm. and then he kind of got up and looked at alexa bliss and all the lights started going he thought this is going to be a big kind of something's going to happen or something's gonna and then the lights went off and came back on and they were gone and everybody was like boo <laughs> Everybody really was booing
1: Oh uh, yeah
0: don't, don't, don't think, just, that that they were just pushing
1: people's fucking patience with that character aren't they and then when he and then when everybody shits on him for every single thing he does, yeah. they're going to look at him and just say, what have you done? And it's like, yeah. No, no, fucker. It's what have you done? You could yeah. on my entire career when you could have built me up to a fucking mythical proportions of The Undertaker with the right book in because you certainly were pointing him that way. And now you're a fucking tubby fit, tubby fucking funster. <laughs> that nobody takes seriously. a tubby, fun seriously. A tubby no. funster that nobody takes seriously a bit like well um,
0: thank you very much thank you very much we'll, we'll see how it works out right a quick thing so from next week we're going to be changing slightly not really much of a change but we're going to start doing stuff so we're going to um for a bit
1: until we get bored and then we'll get yeah, back which to will normal. probably
0: be, be a couple of weeks yeah but so two weeks be,
1: for the next couple of weeks yeah we found yeah. a website well Andy's found a website. Uh, you'll be surprised to know i haven't clicked on the link he sent me no
0: so obviously we we cover all sorts of stuff randomly picked from nowhere and there is a lot of stuff to pick from so it's difficult sometimes picking shows or stuff to do so what we're going to do is from next week onwards it's going to be a show which took place on that day so the show from next, next week will be the show which took place on the 26th of april And it'll be from a 26th of April at some point in the last sort of 100 years. And what we're going to do next week, we're going to be doing Unforgiven from 1998.
1: Which is on, when we record, it will be Bang Bang Monday, Bang Bang Tuesday even. When we (laughs) record on a Tuesday, it'll be the 20th of April. So it'll be something from the 20th of April. Um, No, it won't be, will it? (laughs) <laughs> it, will be, it doesn't really matter and, be then, out. and then the week after we'll be doing as as Andy said a pay per view from the last hundred years so I'm yeah. thinking we do a pay per view from <laughs> 1920
0: fucking
1: 3 yeah. okay. ludicrous statement to make Andrew
0: <clears throat> well that's only just within the last hundred years isn't it, it
1: I but, can count
0: but yeah so that'll be next week anyway right so this week so we're doing the first ever Saturday night's main event, which came which was shown on the March May the eleventh in nineteen eighty-five. Now it I would be remiss or it, it would be remiss of me to miss up this opportunity to tell you what the top ten of May eleventh for nineteen eighty-five would be, wouldn't it? That would be a dereliction of duty.
1: I knew part. I knew this was <laughs> fucking coming. It's not it's not a surprise. You're not surprised. Millwall Chris, are you surprised? Chris Bellis, are you surprised? Scottish Danny, are you surprised? Some cunt on UTT Podcast. Spanky, that other bloke. Are you surprised? No. Right. Carry on. Are you ready? There's
0: some good songs. I think there's some good songs in there anyway, but we'll see how that works Uh, (laughs) out.
1: Your taste, as we've established over the months, is less than stellar.
0: At number 10, down from number six, is One More Night by uh, Phil
1: Collins. Of whom you share um a remarkably similar head yeah uh rhythm night by the barge that's a good song <laughs> <laughs> really are fucking pushing it today it's it utter is. shit now fuck it's off it's a good song bit of disco
0: number eight uh don't you brackets forget about me from uh simple minds you like that i've got that on 12 inch from the breakfast club
1: yeah might great, film as, well. that great film. film as yeah, well great film as well breakfast club one of them something. is actually reasonable that I've got in my voluminous record collection. What I always got about that film was that um
0: uh, what was her name uh the what are the the, the, the actresses in it um I get not remember. was terrible no Molly it Ringwald Molly Ringwald when she so sort I of had a kind of no Ali was Ali hang
1: on I'm googling the breakfast club yeah then. google be, it
0: all the, all the listeners at home will be shouting out. The, yeah, of course um,
1: they will. But, but then we, we, know it, we know it was um, that cunt from that other John Hughes film. On, da, da, Anthony da, da, Michael, da. Paul. Um, no, it was. It was. Mare Winningham. Ali Sheedy. Ali Sheedy. Ali Sheedy. And Mare Winningham was the other one, wasn't it?
0: Ali, Molly Ringwald was the other
1: girl. Yeah, in, Mare Winningham.
0: What,
1: oh, I did. it yeah. as well? Yeah, I um, don't care because somebody <laughs> fucking fuck. didn't didn't need
0: the internet to remember a name. That Sheedy, she kind of gets like a like a, an upgrade at the end of it, or she sort of come out of herself and dresses better at the end. She's far more attractive when she's being like the <laughs> like the kind of we've established sort of we've, character.
1: we've established yeah. you have apart from your good lady wife, who was a, a rare aberration in somebody who is way punching way above your weight with yeah we've established that many times but we've also established that apart from kate you have very odd taste in women
0: well i'd like to think the listeners will back me up that ali Sheedy was more attractive before she kind of got dressed up in the breakfast club that's neither here nor there is it really that's not what we're here for um i lost my tracks where's my uh Trying to think about Ali Sheedy. I lost my train of thought.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I bet you haven't lost your grip on your cock, though, have you? Oh,
0: come on! Right. Um, number seven up for number eleven. Feel so real by Steve Arrington. Um, yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Number don't six, even bother.
0: Number six up for number eight is a, a, one of your favourite bands. You 2 with the <laughs> with the unforgettable fire. That's the, that's an out, but that was an album, wasn't it? Well, it's in the single charts, mate, so... Is that I a fucking single? Right, anyway, fucking you two. Well, I'm going, just going by the, the chart from 1985. I think it was so. an
1: aberration in that. Unforgettable Fire, I can't remember that. Pride, In the Name of Love, that was a good song.
0: Yeah. Uh, that, was about,
1: that, was five. A, that had a bit of raw emotion to it. Everything else they've done since then, apart mm-hmm. from a track called Trash Trampoline and the Party Girl, Yeah, which, is a, which was a B-side of a Celebration.
0: How about New Year's Day? Do you like that?
1: hey eh? No. New Year's Day? Like you. No. 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 no.
0: Um, Sunday Bloody Sunday as Alan Partridge. Has. No. I don't,
1: I, don't, um, I don't like a lot of... Uh, I got quite a few of the LPs, strangely yeah. enough, but because Jane likes them. Mm. Jane's a big U2 fan. Um, Is Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't knock. Jane's actually got really good music um, yeah yeah
0: she's yeah, an yeah. 80s girl
1: you yeah. probably sit down and yeah. and get a, a musical school in from jane because she knows oh, her yeah, stuff.
0: Yeah. I, would, yeah. I wouldn't i
1: would not go out with somebody that was savvy with their not. music would i i just
0: remember dj george whenever anyone
1: mentioned uh, because he fucking hated you too <laughs> yeah yeah with a passion um yeah Absolute number passion. five I, I just we'll stop there and a little tribute yeah, okay. to dj george um yeah part of andy's formative years would have been going to uh something called the candy club in Bristol, an indie club um where i had the fortune to dj in regularly in between tours i was the dj with dj george um he was your typical indie kid, um, albeit 40 years older than your average indie kid, but he fucking, he was, he was a blunt, blunt speaking northerner who moved down South and his family. and um, he ended up down in, in Cornwall, but I shared DJ in time with George for many years, always taking the piss out of him. Um, but we'd have really good pissed and stoned chats about music after into the wee small hours four or five o'clock in the morning um most thursday friday saturdays at one time we were doing we were doing five dj nights a week um so at the time when i was signing on i was actually earning more money doing djing and my gyro just went on let there be cider and spend my entire gyro on cider and and fill up the house and just get stoned and drink a load of cider but George um passed away a few years ago to cancer um and and I think that was that I was genuinely gutted when I heard from somebody else that um he'd gone so it was somebody that I'd spent a lot of time making music from a DJ's perspective doing sets um having a laugh on on stage with him we used to put we used to put um bits of paper down religiously put bits of paper down and cut the pens down you know the little bookies pens or the argos pens do in your in your argos queuing system which mimicked back in the day which mimicked you standing in line and getting to sign on which is a bit weird um but we got people to make make their requests write them down write them down and then when we'd had enough requests we'd take them up and then we'd either burn them or rip them up
0: that's what happened to my requests then, was it?
1: Oh, of course it was. Box. Yeah, yeah, of course. We never, yeah. we 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 already knew what we were playing, but yeah, George was so predictable. And this is, uh, and part of me, uh, this is why I love him so much. He was so predictable. We'd sit backstage at the Bristol Beer keller sit backstage and listen to George, and he'd oh, well, he's just played Size of a Cow, right? And then we'd we'd have like a sweepstake of right, how many, how many. Um, how many records do you think you can predict in the right order coming up? And I once predicted the next 23 records correctly. (laughs) (laughs) Not to say that George was at all predictable. (laughs) (laughs) My job was to warm people up, keep them going while he had a piss, basically, for a couple of hours. He must have had the world's longest piss. But also to play the new stuff and bring the new stuff he had his core stuff i bought in things like rage against the machine nirvana the pixies um house of pain cypress hill lots of those sort of things but and he would he would then pilfer them off and filter them into his set so i but i was sort of i was his grounding in keeping things fresh and then he just absorb all these things and, and use, can you not play that in your set? Cause I want to play it. I've got plan. Yeah. It's your club, mate. No, I don't give a fuck. I'm getting, I'm getting paid to get drunk and get stoned. So I don't give a fuck what you do. Strangely enough, same attitude as I've got now, but never mind. Mm. Um, anyway, yeah. though, the but... godlike genius of DJ George, he went on to run club Q and purple Q heart, Year, purple heart, yep. all these sort of things. Um, Taken way before his time. Um, he was an infuriating bastard, but um to be honest, people say that about me. So um, mm-hmm. I salute you, George. I'm raising a glass as I speak because George was an old mate um, and a good mate, and I made a lot of happy memories with him. Um, yeah, DJ George, you're a good man. Yeah. God, God yeah, bless all. Yeah, a
0: Bristol you, legend.
1: Sh- yeah. Yeah, he was a Bristol legend. God bless all who sail in you, my friend. Yeah. Anyway, number four.
0: <laughs> number five. Uh, George would have loved this. was uh, We Are The World by uh, USA for Africa.
1: <sighs> Charity um, records, mate. Not off.
0: Number four. One of my uh, – well, I, I, I get banned from the 80s, so I quite like – I've got to like the more recent times – is uh, Tears of Fears and Everybody Wants to Rule The World. Not that song particularly, but I so do not a lot no, of Tears of No, but fir-
1: I've got the first album, The Hurting. yeah. yeah and and still to this day mad world's a great fucking song yeah and pale and, um, shelter I like head that over heels
0: well. as well it's a good song yeah no, mm, no. not so much <laughs> um number three is i feel love which is a duet between jimmy somerville and mark almond <sighs> no
1: you can um, just see them can't you yeah just. I,
0: see, I see the video for that it's good um, uh, number two there, is there,
1: there'll be many a pint of spunk drunken in those well, recording sessions. That's, course, what, that's yeah. what he's famous for, isn't it? That's the that's the urban myth about Mark Almond Oh Alman,
0: yeah, yeah. I don't think that's true. That myth is it that when he was he yeah, out I, of the I, stumble I pumps.
1: It. Yeah, I read in... Yeah, yeah. Each to the nothing, nothing wrong to with I? it. No, nothing wrong no. with it at all. But I I got a, I got a feeling just from shock value that Mark Almond would have done something like that.
0: What well, they you reckon, don't they? If you um, like, I heard something about if you if you're in a pub and you eat like a peanuts from off, off the bar, then the, that those peanuts have probably got, I'm not semen, but, <laughs> a year but unless in. unless I've been in the pub, <laughs> I suppose it depends what sort of bar you go to, really, is not it? But there might be seven types of semen on the uh, on the nuts, but
1: yeah, um, that's sort of. All right, enjoy yeah. your nuts, enjoy your nuts, mate. They're a little damp. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but they're extra salty. Um, <laughs> um, number two, last week's number one is uh, "Move Closer" by Phyllis Nelson. That's good. I can, rec- I can recommend a uh utter, jungle, utter jungle drum and bass remix of that, which came out when I was at school. Um, I think it's by uh, I can't think it's MB. I think it was that was good. And number nineteen, uh, number one actually is 19 by Paul No, Marcos. no, no, no. No, 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 no
1: By by a curly-headed geography teacher. Yeah. Of a man.
0: That was number one for ages, wasn't it?
1: It was. That was at the, That I was at the dawn of sampling. When I remember, yeah. When I watched some of it recently. Clumsy sampling was big. Yeah. Like the, the clumsy sampling in Big Audio Dynamite's E equals M C squared. I like a bit of a cavort. That's awesome. also the lad
0: i think we've spoken about this before we might have done but that's all samples from um well no, no i don't want the samples are from but it's all about nick rogue isn't it the, the song there's various films the lyrics are all yeah lyrics about yeah
1: because <laughs> right? yeah because basically um mick jones mm-hmm. left the clash yeah they they made up some lies say, oh, he's, a, he's just turned into a fucking rock star and blah. We don't, they all turned into rock stars fucking years before that. This is, this is my, this is my issue with the clash. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't rate the music terribly much. Um, Joe Strummer for the most part to me came across like a bit of a twat and they accused Mick Jones of being a fucking rock star when that's basically what they sold out and admitted they'd sold out any of their ideals. He made a he made a vain attempt to to grab it all back and remain cool. Not in my eyes. I don't like the clash. Never have liked the clash. will continue not to like the clash. Um, Unpopular opinion. But Mick Jones had started to experiment the clash did it basically just lost the plot after give him enough rope really with london calling there's a few good tracks on there but that was a double album um yeah and there's that weird juxtaposition between punk rock and your short sharp shock aesthetic and the jarring concept of punk's releasing double albums it was a bit of a spate of them as well wasn't there because that wasn't it wasn't just the clash no 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 from it's that you bit... had seminal albums as well where the, the it's looked upon now as as one of the greatest albums from a rock perspective it wasn't a punk album at all but people people move on um and punk rock as a punk myself Punk rock is a very narrow and limiting sort of musical genre. If you deviate outside of that, you're derided and you you don't get a good time. Um, but anybody from the innovations of the start of punk left it and moved on really quickly because their musical ability and their musical taste changed. It's only the blinkered who really pretty much stay in their narrow Vision mind so you've got people like the Clash who moved from a double album to a fucking absolutely ridiculous triple album, sandinista But Mick Jones was then in charge of the production and ever wanting to incorporate new things. Him and Joe Strummer liked liked hip hop and the early techno stuff, which was which was happening where they relocated to America things like that and then when they made combat rock it was veering towards double album territory again with the extended mixes that mick jones was doing and they got in a guy called glenn johns who did some u2 strangely enough um
0: yeah he he
1: he, he did that's bill price and glenn johns okay. and it. but yeah but they they did that he was brought in because mick um not mick but um joe wanted actually we just need a, to get back to our roots a little bit more and we'll do, we'll do we just need a short short sharp shock single album but mick went into that um and when glenn jones johns um did a ruthless mix of cut uh, combat rock all the clues are there in should i stay or should i go which was written by mick jones basically all the clues for the tensions that were in the band because Mick just wrote it. Well, do you want me in the band or not? Um, and in the end after that, he called Glyn Johns the butcher and in the end just decided that was enough. The, the, the clinching point for, for Mick, I think came when, um, he said, look, we've been doing this non-stop for like five years without a single break. I just want to go on holiday. And that was rock star behavior. So they concocted this. uh, Well, we're going to chuck him out. And but basically, Mick just went. I'm fucking leaving because you're you. Yeah, we've drifted apart, and I'm I'm moving on. He formed Big Audio Dynamite um, with an old mate called Don Letts, who was the original DJ down at the Roxy Club. Um, When Punk started, there was no other Punk to play at Punk nights. So Don, being a well-versed in dub reggae music, Rastafarian decided that's what he was going to play. So there's always been a bit of a a crossover between original punk rockers and dub reggae, which is always a good thing. So listen to some good reggae. I think we've gone on about this before. I think so, yeah. But he joined Big Audio Dynamite and part of the hip-hop culture that they loved so much was the splicing in of film soundtracks and things like that. And he took that part and his experimentation um, came out in Big Audio Dynamite, which uh, e equals MC squared. Like you say, uh, uh, a lot of Nick Roeg stuff in there. Um, and he he went from there. He, he he kept on the cutting edge for quite a long time. He, he disappeared from view, but came back um, with Paul Simonon to do some stuff with Damon Albarn, didn't he?
0: Yeah, the uh, good, the bad, and the queen, wasn't it?
1: yeah yeah so he he's kept gone bald as a coop now you'd like him and well, but he, he came yeah. back dressed as a sailor didn't he in the the good yeah. bad and the queen yeah which is uh, i found a bit weird i'm not gonna do that and yeah. joe obviously died of a heart attack in 2002 so he maintained hmm. the punk rock legend side of things but the other the other couple of bloody around that time some weird double albums from punk bands turned up you had double nickels on the dime from the Minutemen which is a fucking great album of their, and I think your mate who, who said that you you've picked up on him like in Gang of Four.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Robert, yeah. Robert Makoto, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. He would, he would like, if he doesn't know the Minutemen, he should listen to the Minutemen because it's that same sort of funky agit-pop mm. stuff that the Minutemen did that is similar to the Gang of Four.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know how like, we got into, uh,
0: Yeah we got into conversation no, is it, is it last year
1: entertainment and, and the yeah. damaged goods the, all those sort of things. They're a great album, the gang of four, but it was different to punk rock, but they'd already sort of moved into that post punk territory with wire and, and bands like that are doing slightly edgy stuff, which is really fucking great. Um, but Minutemen are like that. We did songs before double nickels on the dime. Could, um, things like if Reagan played disco um, and, and, Uh, talk like a gringo which is just great sort of edgy scratchy funky punk sort of song so it's great Um, turn to the left that's a a great song Um, but you got Corona which is on Double Nickels on the Dime which came to fame most people will probably know a Minutemen track and they'll know Corona because that is the intro to Jackass okay so most
0: people yeah
1: that's that's Corona by okay Minutemen so most people will actually subconsciously know a Minutemen song which is really good and the best fucking double album a punk stroke hardcore band ever made was released at the same time Huskadoo Zen Arcade which is a fucking genius thing and and the start of them just ripping rock and roll a new asshole and bob mold to a, st- a point today still provides quality noisy guitar stuff so check them all out Minutemen, gang of four huskadoo bob mold sugar a lot of these bands if you like a nice tune with a fuck off noisy guitar there's there's where you need to be but don't listen to the clash because they're overrated as fuck
0: okay right I was trying to remember I, I, I made a connection with Robert on Twitter it was I I think he was mentioning something about uh, Luther Van Dross and I, I sent him a video which I had knocking around of uh, he was also a big David Bowie fan Robert and I sent it with a video of Nothing Luther Van Dross doing no but he, he uh, did vocals on um, Young Americans Luther Van Dross
1: yeah cool and a lot of the
0: uh, cause obviously well that was American
1: that <laughs> that white philadelphia soul that the, the bow yeah. was going for um, yeah the thin white duke stage in the, the midst of his heroin addiction
0: yeah but you can hear him on quite a few of those tracks on that album the revenge of Us, uh, like giving it the full works on the bucket vocals right I'm conscious well, we it, it at... was
1: a, he was a session singer wasn't he so yeah
0: yeah originally yeah and then became yeah right no. we are at 55 minutes and I, just, I sent out a tweet a few minutes ago. <laughs> it said, we're at 45 minutes. We've not reached a show yet. And Steve started a sentence with, my issue with the clash is.
1: That's <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> true. Right. And I went on to expand yeah. on that. And if anybody yeah. wants to take me outside and talk about this, I'm fucking, I'm there now. I'm outside. Bring you it, motherfucker. Right right okay um can i just say can I, yeah. can yeah he did can i just say yeah, andy yeah. please stop fucking censoring me because it is stalinist and it is nazi like <laughs> and it's fucking wrong and to quote the great man himself yeah if if you keep doing this i will yeah. take you outside and i will run you over in my wheelchair and explode your big fat bald head you yeah. don't. i didn't censor you at all in the last episode so stop doing it really is a pet peeve i i well, fought and uh, i fought and died in the punk wars for the likes of everybody <laughs> listening to this fucking program be, right? be,
0: the only time i've ever i've the only time i've ever i've censored you i think twice on this show once is when you mentioned two people by name who i'm st- one of my still work with and everyone, <laughs> I, I might bump into one day. And then the other time was when we we, we just mentioned uh, Peter Sutcliffe about 20 times over the course of an hour and a half episode. And I thought, well, wow, we just mentioned him a bit too much. I mean, they mentioned him again now. because I had to fucking bring it up. So, right.
1: Anyway, so, um, the reason we did that was to discredit another podcast. So it was all right. It
0: was. It was. It was. Yeah. yeah so yeah, it was yeah. all, all valid, really, wasn't it? <laughs> so sad Night's yeah. main event then. Right, so May eleventh, nineteen eighty-five. So, a bit of the background around Saturday night's main event. So, it was shown on, uh, like the NBC on the telly. So it was a big thing, rather than
1: because you might think that's a glib comment, but it was shown on the telly rather than on cable or a pay-per-view or anything. It's one of the few free-to-air, bigger, biggish sort of events that was free on the TV. You didn't have to pay for cable. Or anything else. No. So, an initially glib comment was actually rooted in, it's very rooted in it's very some sort of accuracy. Wankers.
0: Well, NBC. Uh, so, to, to leading up to WrestleMania, uh, the original WrestleMania, you had the old uh, Rock and Wrestling connection thing. Uh, they had quite a few shows on MTV, which were like the highest rated shows in MTV's history at that point. With hope, the war to
1: settle the score and things like that, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and on the background, the success of those, NBC and obviously WrestleMania was a big thing as well. Um, they basically brought the WWF on board, and originally they were used to fill in when Saturday Nights Live wasn't on. They used to show reruns, in the set of show and instead of showing reruns, they decided to, to put wrestling on instead. And the producer, Dick Ebersole. Was um he was the producer of Saturday Night's Live at the time Saturday Night's main event started and he was involved in a lot of the early Saturday Night's main events as well. Um and he had quite a hands-on role in the formation of the show, which kind of shows because when you watch a lot of these early Saturday Night's main events, there's it's more of a I mean this this episode is there's a bit of variety kind of chucked in at the end, but as you go later on. We've watched quite a few um I, I mentioned earlier on Twitter I say today but sometime last week that um it's sort of lockdown last year we did um I, I did quite a few little watch alongs with a few of our mates on Twitter some old Saturday night, Preview, night events
1: but just 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 hang up there young man Can yeah we clarify some of your mates <laughs>
0: Of our, well, if it, it was Nels and Millwall Chris, they're your mates as well, aren't they? Anyway, doesn't really matter, but they um, <laughs> those yeah, two we watched a lot of these early Probably, Saturday night's yes. main events, and there is a lot of variety stuff in there as opposed to just kind of wrestling. But that was what they wanted, it was on normal TV, so it was
1: uh, no, you, a bit more... you did put you did t- you did tweet that you you had your yeah watch alongs,
0: yeah. which they were good. Was I ever invited? I think so. You we were probably busy though, mate. No, bored. Yeah, we started them quite late at night, so you were in bed yeah, by then.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you have to make if if Nails is involved, you have to make up some sort of time difference. That's you?
0: the thing. Yeah, you we have, have people to, in you America, have to for that
1: in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Germany,
0: a few other places, but yeah.
1: Because Nails is five foot one and a half of pure fury. You mm-hmm. do what she says if there's a time difference.
0: Yeah, yeah. So right. So the first show was. Um, on May 11th. Again, another thing where this was different to what was normally being shown on TV, it was the first time on television you actually got, in brackets, proper matches between genuine kind of stars, because, you know, wrestling challenge,
1: that kind of thing. Was it wasn't squash match unless uh, uh, we'll get to the last match. <laughs> yeah, there were still squash matches on this, but...
0: Yeah, so this was coming after the original Wrestlemania. So we had Hogan was the world champ. Um, Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov were tag champs after beating...
1: Um, the, uh, using using a, an old man's cane.
0: Yeah, they beat Windham and Rotunda, didn't they, at Wrestlemania? Yeah. Uh, Windham and Rotunda,
1: that's, that, there's, a, there's a name.
0: Yeah. Um, Wendy Richter was a ladies champ. And yep. we didn't see Being him on this Being the show.
1: oldest nan... Yeah. Alive <laughs> we'll get to
0: the that title. yeah we, um and we didn't see him on this show but tita santana was the Intercontinental champ at this point not that you'd know because it wasn't mentioned but
1: no, um, no he was on he was on uh, about the fourth one though wasn't he hmm. against randy savage
0: yeah yeah um sure the show starts has got they these saturday nights main events would always have it would start you have promos wouldn't you basically people that were going to be in it talking about their upcoming matches and then the intro would hit so you'd had cindy Lawford's as first person you saw on this again yeah. which is leading to that more kind of mainstream tv viewer if they sort of stumbled across this first person you see is cindy Lawford. it was a big star at that point wasn't she
1: she was yeah she had girls I... want to have fun which had captain lou albano in the uh yeah in the video so I
0: straight
1: away i a bit of a crush on jimmy for as well i we i think we all <laughs> did mate we all yeah did. yeah um i had a crush on molly I, at the time but not from, you? not because of um breakfast, breakfast club pub. it was it was, then, it was a, str- a straight to video um release was back it back in the day when video mm. the it, the space that was where i had uh uh, a crush on Molly Ringwald from... And everything else <laughs> was in after that was rubbish.
0: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you see the, the City Lauper, and then the next people you see are Hulk Hogan and Mr. T. So you're getting more... Oh, they, they, were, they were they were quite busy pitying the fools. They were, yeah. And then you get the classic intro music, which we played at the beginning of this show. We but did. On the network, Proper. you get
1: it's the, some sort of...
0: No, it's the, the, what was the intro music from 88 onwards. So it's the, it is accurate music, but not
1: from this time period. Not of the type. So just, no. just leave it. Leave I'll it. Just leave it. it. Fucking don't, leave don't it. Walk it. away. Walk yeah. away, Vince. Fucking walk away. Fucking Vince.
0: I mean, they think, they, they think you pay for the rights to have the proper music on these things. Can't you? Fucking cheapskates.
1: The, 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 the whole, the whole thing, you've got the rights to fucking all of the video. Yeah. It is the most frustrating <laughs> watching ecw videos oh yeah yeah because ecw went just just said yeah fuck prs fuck play anything, wouldn't they play anything we just we just play it what are they going to do about it well yeah. the, i mean the worst one i think is the rick rude wwf take that a bit more seriously and they yeah. put
0: the stripper music over rick Rude's intro. generic
1: music totally yeah. killing for me yeah mm. totally killing and they haven't got half of the wcw No intros, which is weird because they own they own Jimmy Hart's ass, don't they? So you've got all the sound alike stuff that they can't even play the fucking sting music. Bam, 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 bam. This is sting. Bam, bam, bam. I'm assuming they can't even got the fucking rights to that. And that was just one three chord riff like most of my fucking life. I'm assuming they
0: must still have a relationship with uh, Jim Johnson because I know he left. He's, he doesn't work for WWE anymore, does he? But if he no, but they they would have tied up all the fucking music for that. Yeah, but if, if he said actually Cause... no, I don't want it anymore. That's like everything, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but you can
1: because they've 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 they tried to sign up everybody's name, haven't they? And if they can't sign up their name, they will make yeah. a new name for you. Can't use your old name, and then we'll copyright that. So that's all that's Jim Johnson don't own any of his own music. Okay. Like right. I, I'm, I'm, I've, I'm a musician of many years standing. I don't own mm-hmm. any of my music. No. That, that's out on vinyl. None of it. It, it. It's all, it's all cherry red music or.
0: Yeah.
1: I've got my own publishing company now. Mm-hmm. Strangely enough. um, I own my own music from back 1997 onwards, which is yeah. really good. So I've got that all sewn no? up, but anything before that, when we were signed to major labels and things like that, is all all I don't own any rights for that at all. Yeah. No, if you it. want,
0: if you want to check Steve out, you, if you go to Spotify, put in the Sears
1: S W R S
0: S W R S, you can hear Steve um, actually singing.
1: And you can see me on YouTube if you put in the Sears S E W R S. I'm the blonde idiot.
0: He's the tall, scary one, which is kind of a theme. Right. Um, So, Vince and Jesse are commentating, aren't they? uh, Jesse. Jesse the body. That would be the the traditional kind of commentary team going forward to Saturday night's main events. Um, Mm -hmm. And they tell us there's going to be two world title matches tonight. So, the uh, ladies' women's championship on the line and then uh, with uh, Wendy Richter against...
1: The fabulous the world's most the fabulous Trader.
0: Yeah, we'll get to that. We've got that coming up. Um and then Hulk Hogan against Cowboy Bob Orton.
1: Randy's dad.
0: Randy's dad.
1: And Brand also Joe Joe dad.
0: Dog in action. And a six man tag match, which is coming up. And also Cindy Law for his mother's day
1: party. Yeah, it's the great <laughs> the greatest part of that. Was the Iron Sheik yeah. calling Gene O'Callon Gene Mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just brilliant. So the first match is. Um, Thank
0: yeah, you, Gene so iron... Mean. <laughs> iron Sheik, Nikolai Volkoff, and George Hannibal still, accompanied by classy Freddie Blassie, a combined age
1: of about 212, 200, <laughs> 200, wasn't it, really? <laughs> yeah. Freddie Blassie was about. 170 at that. <laughs> I've got the ages written down a little And
0: then be able to get a promo from, uh, so it's Barry Windham, Mike Rotundo and Ricky Steamboat. That,
1: Captain that, Lou. that really Yeah, is a good, as hey. near as you're going to get to a WWF versus NWA encounter. Mm-hmm. Really? we covered we've all those books. Fuck's
0: sake. Barry Windham, Mike Rotundo and Ricky Steamboat. We've done it. Yeah, a we've put, of
1: done all those Great. Guys. All good, solid wrestlers who had, Yeah. Good careers in the WCW, NWA. um, And that's the nearest you're going to get to a, a, like a Survivor Series type style event where you've got NWA versus WWF, isn't it, really?
0: I don't think we mentioned this match on any of those shows, did we?
1: No, no. We we, we, I don't think we did. It, it, no, it I, wasn't a bad match, to be fair. That it didn't, yeah. Still, even then, when, when he didn't have a pot belly, he was still barely mobile, the orange chic. But he, yeah. he looked in good shape back he then. He did,
0: yeah. Uh, Captain Lou is the manager of... And Captain Lou, for this entire episode on his appearances, looks either... Completely off his tits. <laughs> On but that's the thing, he was completely or... off his tits. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. That, that, wasn't, yeah. That, was, that was not the issue. Um, no. he was. Yeah.
0: Um, so Nikolai sings a national anthem, which I always enjoyed that as a kid. Um, and obviously, Sheik does his. Uh, you do a better Iron Sheik impersonation than I do.
1: <laughs>
0: Iran, number one. Russia, number one. USA, do it. <laughs> so, uh, can you? would you like to have a guess at the ages of Nikolai Volkov, the Iron Sheik, and George Animals still?
1: They probably were all in their late 40s.
0: Well, Nikolai Gold Volkov was 39. Uh, he was born in Yugoslavia. Yeah,
1: like yeah, I'm he Volkov. wasn't Ukrainian at all, was he? So, no, no. No, nah. so, a, a Slav. And
0: do you know the
1: Slavic descent?
0: The other wrestling names he went under, he went in there Boris Brezhnikov and uh, Beppo Mongol.
1: Beppo Different Mongol, times. yeah, yeah, yeah. Times, yeah. Beppo and Gito Mongol, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the Mongols.
0: All right, how old do you think Iron Sheik was? In his forties. Forty-four. Yeah. Uh And the you know, Mean Gene was the best man at his wedding. Gene Mean. Yeah, <laughs> Gene Mean. Yeah, yeah. And then George
1: Animal Steel was forty-nine. He's still odd then, but he, he 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 translates into odd now, doesn't he? I
0: think I've only ever seen Steel. him two George Animal Steel matches. This one. And then the match with um, Randy Savage was that at WrestleMania?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, WrestleMania two.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, as a man with a hairy back, I can uh, sort of empathise with George Animal still. Does your Does your good lady make you shave your back? No. Then she's I did, weird. I did it waxed once. I uh, this is a long time ago when I was still single. Um, I got drunk. Kind of a, yeah, the, the, used have, I used to have sort of daytime drinking sessions. Um, yeah, did we all? Yeah, and uh, I was with two female. I was work permanently.
1: Colleagues. I was permanently stoned for 14 years. So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so I was. I had a drink with some two female work colleagues, and they um they we went back to my house at the time, and they waxed my back. Uh, Actually, and, 17 years. Fuck yeah. Hell. But Ooh. this is what you, you put these sort of strips on your back and rip them off. It was like that. Um, but I, I was drunk at the time. So that probably helped with the pain control side of things. But one of them almost lifted me off the ground, taking the strip off. So, <laughs> yeah. A lot of hair. Um, so the other side, so Ricky Steamboat, he only he'd recently joined. Yes. The WWF, and the other two were seemed to be on their way off. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd never seen George Animal Steel's wrestling style was quite. Um, he was an English unique. teacher. Yeah, he was dyslexic as well. So he had a green tongue. And he used to awesome. eat the uh, eat the ring post as well, and eat the turnbuckle covered.
1: Yeah, eat the, that was his that was his thing yeah. it? to eat the turnbuckles.
0: Mm. But Iron Sheik is, I mean, physically he looks. I mean, he looks in, in good shape in this match. Yeah, yeah. Compared to. Nikolai's got like a old sort of white lardy body, <laughs> but he's just solid, wasn't he? Nikolai Volkov. Um, and then George Animal still's got a hairy back. But then obviously the other side are all really really good wrestlers. So an odd an odd combination. I think when we mentioned on one of our shows, we mentioned that match at WrestleMania, and it was free pensioners basically beating Two like genuine athletes
1: um, around the with, ring, and yeah. strangely enough, the athletes won for a change,
0: yeah, yeah. But then, which from a wrestling standpoint
1: line. was probably an accurate um, analogy yeah. for NWA versus WWE at that time,
0: yeah. But there's a bit of story involved because obviously, they both they're like the commentary is kind of like, How's George Animal still gonna react to being part of a team, and then the Hills. The kind of step down and back away and lets George get rolled up for the, uh, for the win. And then afterwards, they're kind of, uh, he eats the turnbuckle, but Lou Albano calms him down because he used to manage him. So he's, you know, and after the match, you have an interview with Gene, interviewing Fred Blassie in the heels. And um, George comes back and sort of tries to attack them. So that's his, I that must say, this his face turn, I suppose.
1: Possibly, yeah.
0: Yeah. And we've got another face, we've got a lot of face turns coming up next one <laughs> I think this Straight is a face turn
1: um, yeah yeah
0: Piper's Pit with uh, Paul Orndorff and Cowboy Bob's there as well now
1: I thought uh, I thought yeah. Ray Piper was particularly good in this
0: Wait, he's just really fucking annoying isn't he which is his
1: yeah
0: it's his job because no, <laughs> again these days <laughs> it's, it's difficult another, to be, uh, another
1: another reason that I'm the same as Rowdy Roddy Piper because it's my job yeah to be annoying
0: Yeah, but he was, but that was, that is a skill in itself to be that annoying where you don't like people. You don't like someone. You want to, you want to see them get their ass kicked. Oh, it's the right type of heat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. These days, most heels are, you know, you kind of, you want to see them do well over the, over Mm -hmm. the, over the face and kind of get the upper hand. Because they're quite cool and they're cooler than the face. Whereas Piper was just really fucking annoying.
1: Lost and, and again, going back to my to my similarities to James E. Cornett, yeah, they've lost the psychology of, of wrestling. They A heel is not cool. I tell you who is a good not, heel. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, he's, he's slightly dull, but I think he's a good heel. Who do you think I'm going to say? I
1: don't give a fuck.
0: Okay. I think Baron Corbin's good in that role.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, one likes him. don't I? like him. It's no, the same as a lot of That's the right type of he. I don't like the Miz because he portrays himself as a fucking horrible, arrogant twat. Same yeah. as Corbin. Yeah. That's the right kind of heel. Yeah. So I'd like them both Yeah. because they're the right kind of heel. Heels aren't jobs. cool. Yeah. Heels no. are assholes. Heels are chickens. Heels are needlessly nasty to the disadvantage heels are not cool that's the wrong psychology for a heel if you want to be cool and edgy you're gonna have to be a face in in actual money I think because you, yeah heels aren't cool heels yeah they're just not cool um and that's not where Steve Austin went wrong because he did what he did and he got over because of it but he was always a face you can't say he was a heel, but they used to make him out as a heel, but this tweener role. No, he wasn't. He was a fucking genuine face. He just identified with a different type of face. He was never a heel Yeah. during that time. It, it, heels are not cool. And he, when he did try and turn into a, a heel, he did it the right way. Just nobody fucking really took any notice. That sort of yeah. turn with McMahon... He did it the um, right way. He was, he was annoying. He was obnoxious. He was fucking suck up to the boss. He did all the right things, but he'd already, he'd already laid too strong a blueprint for what a cool heel was. That's where, that's where psychology went wrong. In my opinion, was Steve Austin being so effective in that role that he was obviously a face doing, I don't think it was heelish things because everybody hates their boss. Yeah. To me, that was, that was still, that was still face stuff, hating your boss and ripping off your boss and, and getting one over on your boss is a face. None of this tweener shit. I don't know where that fucking came from. And then everybody that came after did it worse. Yeah and it it, it 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 just it just threw it just threw mud into the fucking palette and and colored everything of stodgy shade of crappy brown when there should be there should be clear cut things the psychology yeah. of of that side of things is gone now for me that's why I don't like modern wrestling so much there are some clear cut heels like you say Baron Corbin and the Miz and people like that but people are too preoccupied with being cool and that's not the point you should. Yeah. But if you're a heel, you should be dislikable for the right reasons. You don't have to be going out and trying to be cool with it. You should incorporate something that makes you properly dislikable, which is why you're right with Baron Corbin, because he's just a dick. Yeah. And that's absolutely, from a wrestling logic standpoint, absolutely correct. Yeah. Yeah he's a dick you don't like him that's fucking good logic used and psychology used in wrestling where all you people who who want to be the bad person and want to be a heel but want to be cool you're doing it wrong you don't you yeah it 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 shouldn't be a world it of of wrestling really to be effective you've got You've got to have good against bad, haven't you? Mm. For it to mean two heels going off against each other, unless it's precipitating one piece, is always rubbish. Like two faces going against each other, unless it's got a purpose to turn one of them, should never happen because it's boring. Yeah. So the, the, that's where we've lost psychology over the years. And I mm. don't care if people disagree with me because you're all fucking wrong. Yeah. All right. I'm 50 fucking. St- yeah. I've seen more wrestling than you've had up dinners. I'm right. You're wrong if you disagree with me. And uh, some people out there are just saying, yeah, you've hit the nail on the head. It's because I'm fucking right. And you know I'm right. And anybody else is fucking wrong. Well, what I will say is you need to get the, the, the balance. Deal. Because I, I do
0: think he's an effective
1: heel, Baron Court. You do need a balance. It, it, it's, t- yeah, it's but t- I don't me. want to see a. We're wrestle. we're a good example. Of, <laughs> we're a good example of that. You're a fucking you're a bland babyface. Uh-huh. I'm a horrible heel that yeah. people don't like, and I uh, that that should be the psychology. Yeah, okay. And I've got an inkling that that possibly is why we work because maybe possibly nobody wants to see you win and everybody hates me.
0: Right, yeah, but I I don't. I don't want to see Baron Corbin wrestle with that. A, the kind of genuine I want to him. see him
1: wrestle lots because it'll fuck people off <laughs> I know but I, yeah. I want to see him be an un- I want to see him go on and Hulk Hogan like title run
0: well someone changed that Wikipedia page didn't they a few weeks ago and he won every match at WrestleMania so um, what yeah, a
1: success he is
0: yeah so do you think this effectively got Paul Orndorff over as a face I sort of segment
1: <laughs> I don't think, even though he did become a real big face for, it, I I don't yeah. ever think Paul Orner was a effective face. No, not really. No. He's like he's like Randy Orton. Mm. Respect. And to and to a degree, he's like Ric Flair. Absolutely, much more effective as a heel, and yeah. not really believable as a face, other than when he was using his face mannerisms to slag off i yeah. don't think he came across as very sympathetic as a heel and to be to to, uh, to be a face you have to you have to create that sort of sympathy yeah why daniel bryan worked really well as a face because he was a sympathetic face he was the underdog and he and similarly he, he could be an absolute overbearing asshole which made him an effective heel as well. So he's one of the rare ones that could do both. But most rare, more effective in one role, even though they they turn them, um, don't they?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, and I, I don't, I don't think. And it's again unpopular opinions. File under I don't like the clash. But I don't think Hulk Hogan was particularly effective as either. He was just a larger-than-life personality. He was ludicrous and was pushed down our throats. I yeah. don't think, with the benefit of hindsight, he was a very good face. And I don't think he was a very good heel. He was just the same yeah. person, just There's wearing different clothes with a slightly <laughs> yeah. different attitude.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with it, that. He,
1: yeah, yeah. He, he, he wasn't very good at it. You've got somebody like Ted DiBiase, for instance. Check out the episode we did on Ted DiBiase. He said
0: enterings
1: (laughs) was an effect heel Mm. and stayed pretty much that for most of his, uh, uh, apart from his original original run in Mid-South where he was a face and part of the time in, in the NWA where he was actually considered for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship but took the money because he realized that actually wrestling's a job and I need to make money out of it. And then he was a career heel from there on. He was a believable heel. He was an overbearing asshole. And then you've got people like John Cena who can't be bad to save their lives. So you play to your strengths and then maintain that basic psychology, which means you'll get over one way or the other more. Yeah. Because people, the, the, the thing that people hate it, just as much as a disingenuous heel is a disingenuous face. Mm-hmm somebody that you don't believe that you don't feel in that role doesn't get over because of basic psychology we as a as a, as a listening public and a watching public are not fooled by shit like that no well I'm obviously sorry, i'm sorry i'm sorry to not be swearing and and make some sort of sense but that yeah
0: yeah yeah no i agree i agree What again this this kind of breaks down in they end up Orndorff end up end up beating up Piper and tries to pile drive in, and Bob Orton comes in and hits him and Mr. T comes out to say With his
1: poor arm him. in a cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever effect- he was an effective heel. He was never good. Did anything yeah. else. Yeah. He was big as <laughs> all, not And that chicken shit heel stuff with oh I got a bad arm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And
1: it's then classic. hit you over the air with the cast.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, this all breaks down in perfect psychology for a heel. Yeah, leads to the next match, which is um
1: the, versus. The Hulk Bob Hogan Orton. was never in any chance of losing his world championship no. against Bob Orton. He was there as a handily placed heel, more than anything. But yeah, he was never in any. He was never going to lose that to Bob Orton, was he? No, no, no,
0: no. But again, this is a this is a reasonable match. <laughs> oh, let's be
1: fair. But it was but, a reasonable match. He like you met. said, yeah. It was, wrestling it was it was a reasonable heel. psychology. They let yeah. they let um, Bob have a, enough offense. There was no way when Jesse the body went, you champion here if he hits this suplex, it's like he's not going to hit the suplex, Jess. We all know that. Grow mm. up, you fucking bald cunt. Well, he's quite a, and that su- will that not yeah. be the last time I utter that phrase in a podcast.
0: Probably not. Probably not. No, we kind of. I don't think we'll ever do a Bob Orton episode. Well, we might do one Probably day, not. But, but obviously, he was at the first um,
1: Starcade as well,
0: and at the first WrestleMania.
1: Yeah. He's, a, he's a, he, Maybe we should do a Bob Orton episode. Maybe, yeah. Because he's fucking done enough.
0: Yeah.
1: He's um, not in that. He's not in the Hall of Fame for nothing.
0: No. No. Um, oh yeah, I noticed. So Hogan, as always, it's, it's like his wrestling style is he, he eye rakes and punches and kicks. He wrestles like a heel. He's always wrestled like a heel, like yeah. his entire career. He was a heel, wasn't he, before he was a face? I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. In AWA days, and he was he was a big heel then, um, and a Sterling Golden. Yeah. With the with the uh, he's, you'd like him. He's another hissute chap who's going bald on top. Yeah. He used to have the um sort of mushroom cloud shaved into his chest hair. <laughs> yeah. Sterling Golden.
0: Um I need a weed. Now we could we we could pause this and record again in a minute. Or do you want to keep talking?
1: It all depends what you give me to talk about.
0: Well, I'm gonna uh what well, the finish of this match, do you remember? So or, Piper gets involved and then there's a DQ and owned off. And then we actually so well actually we'll go through the end of this. it ends up with a disqualification. Orndorff comes out to cement his face turn. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. to help Hogan and Mr. T. Um and that leads us on to the uh to the women's world title match. Where I thought you might like to talk about the fabulous Mueller and her um exploits and her pretty ropey past while well, I've a piss.
1: I'm a piss, Andy. A Leave piss. the podcast to me. <laughs> I In my capable and safe hands. Back in a minute. In my capable and non-sweary hands. Has the bull cunt gone now? I do believe the bull cunt has fucked off. Right, people. Fabulous Moolah, as you were seeing her in this Saturday night's main event, was a 50-odd-year-old woman who looked like she should be on Coronation Street rather than in wrestling ring and was not a believable world champion at that point. But such was the disdain that female wrestling was held in that time. And the vice like grip that the slave trader Moolah had over organized wrestling. Um, It just, yeah, we were not taking women's wrestling serious at that point that a 55 year old overweight, Looking old for her age, woman was supposed to be a believable world champion. She had a stable of things, no wrestlers, um, and basically she had a few agreements, especially one with Vince McMahon Sr. to provide female talent. For his shows, as a sort of sideshow, more than anything, um, was was just viewed at the same level as dwarf matches, to be honest. And the ball cunts back. I am back, yeah. What we got to? Uh, we've got to just setting out what a cunt Mula was just about to be. We've we've yeah. we've said that basically she had um, deals in place with promoters to provide female talent, and female talent was viewed on the same level as midget matches yeah yeah it was a one-off sideshow attraction pretty much at that time and she was the world champion through the entire time but she as if anybody has watched the dark side of the ring series one they did a, a an episode on her where basically she kept people on her ranch um in like chalet accommodation um they weren't allowed to go and leave uh they weren't really paid any money they were sort of pretty much slaves at that point um and a couple of people left and sort of reported it to the authorities it pretty much got hushed up for years and years and years until really it came to a head after she'd passed away um the original idea for the may young classic was it for it to be called the fabulous moolah classic
0: no, it was the um the battle no, world. No, you no,
1: know? no, no, no. Bear with me, because <laughs> that didn't that that didn't even they thought at the time. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah, and they quickly poo pooed that idea and called it the May Young Classic. Yeah, for for women because of that past. Yeah, but they felt that they for whatever reason they needed to highlight the fabulous moolah. Mm -hmm. again and then it was actually mooted that the women's battle royal become the fabulous Moolah battle royal and then when they made that public what they got was what they didn't want to have i think because the may young classic may young was also quite a questionable young lady back in the day she would mug people um She would assault people, um, lure men into stupid men, obviously, into situations where she would then kick the fuck out of them and take all their cash, which is, yeah, I'm not that fussed with if if they probably deserved it. So fair play to her. But she wasn't a particularly savoury character either. And because they got away with the Mae Young classic, they thought they'd slip the fabulous Moolah, who'd had a lot more issues with the... Basically, modern day slavery issues that she had with a lot of her wrestlers. Um, and actually, in this more enlightened times, a lot of people turned around and said, actually, fuck off, and raised the issue. And in the end, it was sort of just as a quietness, just to shut people up. It was decided that they wouldn't name the battle royal after the fabulous moolah because she was basically a modern slave trader so they they left it um and she sort of started to be airbrushed out of history which is difficult seeing that she was the women's champion for about 40 years but if you see her versus wendy richter in this it was like it was like somebody beating up your nan it, it, yeah. it was it was incredible. She didn't look credible. She took some stupid bumps, um, and yeah, she she needed to lose. But by the same token, they counted on her. She's obviously a tough girl, even in her late fifties. Um, because when Wendy Richter got in the WWF's view too big for her boots, they sent the Richt when uh, they sent the Moolah out with a mask on as the Black Spider. And she had orders to pin Richter as quick as possible. So she locked in a pin, and they counted a big fast count. And she was the world champion again. And so she she could yeah she could enforce stuff when she needed to, but she didn't look the part, and it just looked ridiculous. No. Well, she was sixty three
0: at this point, which is nuts when you think that. Uh, 14 years later she's on Raw getting powerbombed through a table by <laughs> yeah. Bubba Ray but and,
1: that's uh... the thing. her and her. that was Mae Young but, oh, yeah, her, but her and both, yeah, but, but they
0: were both taking bumps weren't they
1: fucking tough as yeah. old boots weren't they but they were they were nasty pieces of work both of them <laughs> even, even though one of them turned into a comedic legend and gave birth to a hand yeah yeah, but they were both nasty pieces of work. Um, and yeah, probably in more enlightened times, neither of them both, uh, neither of them deserve the plaudits they get. To be honest, no. if we're being honest, but back in the day, I mean nobody, nobody really. She wasn't Mae Young wasn't really a big star at all. It was only because no. she was mooner's best mate. She only really had the, her actual proper run. When she was in her 70s, may Young, it was fucking ridiculous.
0: Yeah.
1: But neither of them point, were very nice people. So. No. Yeah.
0: I'm going to sneak in one of our questions at this point from Scottish Danny. <laughs> you
1: know, I'm not answering that, shit. Don't answer it's, it's it. A, don't answer you it. Had, you had a one word answer on Twitter earlier on tonight yeah. about all these fucking stupid fucking questions. And I'm going to be an old man. I'm going to be an old man shouting about a cloud. Because everything else apart from wrestling is fucking ridiculous, question-wise. Fuck but
0: it. I thought this this at this point I'd answer the question because, uh well, we'll find out. rumor has it that ITV and WWF are in talks for a talent exchange. I've so the answer. The, the answer to this question to me is it's fuck w. right off but I put this in my notes before we had this question, which wrestler from this Saturday night's episode, Saturday's main event episode would fit best as a correlation street character? Well, the fabulous Moolah, to me, that's not like Rita.
1: I'm not, the, and, I'm, uh, not partici- I'm not participating. I'm not participant. You can talk your fucking ass off about this. So bullshit, M- Moolah looks like Rita fucking, Fairclough. You can do what you like.
0: Thank you, Danny. Um, There was a guy, so this is obviously, this is all sort of tied in with the Cindy Lauper storyline and she's banned from ringside. But the guy, there was like it was Cindy Lauper, Wendy Richter, and a bloke who looked a bit like an Afghan hound. Did you notice him?
1: Dave Wolfe. Dave Wolfe. Um, did you know who he was? I had to yeah, Google Dave Wolfe. Yeah, he was her manager stroke partner at the time. Yeah. So, yeah. But
0: apparently, he it? was a big a big wrestling fan. That's how the whole... Yeah, yeah,
1: and that's how it. they pushed that sort got of side. together, thing, cause, yeah. Because Cindy Lauper wasn't.
0: No. And he got Lou to be in the uh, video and that kind of thing. So... Mm. Dave Wolf probably played quite a big part in fucking
1: WrestleMania. The, the, the unsung, unsung hero of rock and wrestling. Yeah,
0: the unsung hero. We salute also, you, Dave Wolf.
1: Also, the other unsung hero of WrestleMania. I watched yeah, a film yeah. about him the other day. Behind Liberace. the Candelabra. Yeah, Liberace. <laughs> if you, if, it's one of Sky Cinema's um, original films. Behind the yeah, Candelabra. Yeah. A bit depressing. From a just a debilitated really? and rubbish, oh, how could you live your life like that? Yeah, but actually, a really good film. And Michael Douglas is absolutely fantastic as Liberace. I oh, say Liberace, just Jesus, yeah. It, but no, watch the film behind the candelabra, it's got Matt Damon as his longtime lover, hmm. but. Michael Douglas's Liberace is just a fucking genius performance. He he nails it absolutely just brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I recommend the film. It's a it's a camp classic. Um it sort yeah. of peels back that sort of Vegas lifestyle that that Liberace had and to to the end denying um, he was gay because that was that was what they had to live through they yeah sorry i i apologize it it was what people had to live through denying their sexuality which just seems ridiculous today because at the end of the day love is love it doesn't matter who you love as long as there's love that's that's all that matters
0: yeah well when i was i was watching some about um about the eighties, uh as I do probably most nights but um I was talking to Kate and I, as I said to Kate because Kate she's only she's two years younger than me but I was kind of like heavily into it. I my dad and my mum at that time were like heavily into all that sort of music and everything so I was I kind of
1: absorbed everything from the eighties and I'm 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 I'm, st- I'm stood here now I'm actually yeah. stood up and I'm saluting Lord Bob.
0: Yeah, well, he died, actually, well, well, it's a year tomorrow. Well, a year from, a year tomorrow from when we record this. So,
1: Bless. Um, I, I'm, I'm. We're, we're going to raise a glass. We To my glass. old man.
0: To your yeah, old man. I'm he, was, raise. He,
1: was, he was a good bloke.
0: Yeah. I'm drinking San Miguel, so I'll raise a can of San Miguel. I'm,
1: I'm drinking 12.5% stout, so yeah. you're very good health, Lord Bob. Yeah. You, you raised was, a reasonable, bald child. But we
0: were completely,
1: well, I say we...
0: So George Michael, Elton John, Freddie Mercury, no idea they were gay it's all like the
1: late eighties, early nineties. That, that was the thing, and, and none of the none of Liberace's um, audience, yeah, pretty much had an idea that he was gay. He would no. go on about this certain woman that was the love of his life, and oh, blah blah blah. Yeah, he'd be he'd be coming on to underage and. Blokes backstage, and and he he was a he was a rampant sexual beast, mm. obviously fueled by poppers and Viagra even then. But yeah, it was it was a very yeah. debauched lifestyle. Yeah, and and, yeah. and that that was more down to it being Vegas than 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 mm. being a, a a gay debauched lifestyle. Is that it was that yeah. Vegas thing? He was fed that showman's <laughs> appeal and a steady diet of drugs and temptations um mm-hmm. which yeah and, and that's just that's vegas for you been there yeah got a picture That'd of it. vegas of me yeah i had, I had a nice i had a, a flight in a helicopter over grand canyon um and the picture you had to to sort of as part of the deal you had to fly over the grand canyon you had your champagne lunch and I was there wearing my City shirt, obviously.
0: Of course, of course. Um, so Wendy Richter wins this match in about
1: five minutes. So yeah, that's the he end is, of that. He, after, um, after they went through, the, after he went through the showmanship of banning Cindy Lauper from Ringside.
0: Yeah. Um, let me get uh, Junkyard Dog and his mum, Bertha. And I check this out, that was his mum. It was his mum. She looked younger no, than yeah. him.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah that I, was did, I, was, I was gonna i was gonna bring that up did 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 they use his actual mum or was it like shelton benjamin yeah who used no, Thea that was Vidal, yeah Big uh mama. A, a, a well-known comedian um yeah. but that was his actual mum and she looked younger than her son but when he yeah. died he was he was only 39 when he when he died when he Some, died in a yeah, in the car like i accident. think he was older than that but yeah, he, he was—he wasn't much older than that. He was still really pretty young. He was was ridiculous. Yeah, look it up, mate. Uh, he, was still, he was ridiculously young, and he—he'd obviously abused himself. Forty-six.
0: Yeah, forty-five. 45. But, yeah, Jesus. but that was three he forty-five four years after he looked forty-five he, in his. Yeah. He, look, he, he looked yeah. fifty then, didn't he? He did look fifty then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'd never seen. I'd heard. Uh, Pete Docker's name mentioned before. i never seen oh, him before. Oh, king Russell of the jobbers. Before. He's brilliant.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially the bit where he's being pulled up by his hair.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like a nice vocal jobber. Oh, he was a very in. vocal jobber, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. No, that's the first time I've seen him wrestle. He's, he's great. The Duke of Dorchester. That's what they yeah, called
1: yeah. him. Indeed. Um, he, yeah, he was Irish Pete Doherty after that as yeah. well. Duke of Dorchester, only in fucking, <laughs> only in New York.
0: Yeah, and obviously Junko Dog wins, and then that was the squash match. Long. That, that yeah. was the one squash match, but that was how these things played out. They put the big matches on early, would not they? And he finished with a random, like a uh, you know, a squash match at the end.
1: Weird psychology. But you, it, I was, obvious, you it was almost in. like the, the it was almost like a house show that was being yeah. filmed, and then they I mean, was, stop that's that's the that's the um, yeah. that's the main event over with and we're going to just have a couple of squash matches now for for taping
0: yeah but I suppose if, if you look at this from the from Real the psychology. if you look at this from the the thinking that this was an actual tv program rather than a, a wrestling program you're going to want something big on early aren't you to get I mean I'm not saying that uh, Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov <laughs> <laughs> was uh, something to bring the crowds in no but, but it
1: was a good suppose, match it, it, was, it was, was a good,
0: good match, a good match wasn't yeah it? if you're a casual wrestling fan a, a casual a casual tv viewer i suppose you see the the, the promos with cindy doorper and mr t that you know if you just flicked on this by accident or you've left it on after i don't know what was on before fucking um matlock or something like that I don't know, but, but then you, you, you leave it on. You think, oh, I recognise Cindy Little, I recognise Mr T. I might recognise Hulk Hogan. So, and then you think, well, well, fucking, what's Nikolai Volkov? But the final the final segment then is the variety, where you get the, the Mother's Day party.
1: That was just ridiculous, <laughs> apart from the Iron Sheet calling Mean Gene, yeah, Gene yeah. Mean.
0: Yeah, and Freddie Blassie with a, a dolly bird saying that's his that's his mum. that's
1: his mum. stay away from my mother yeah yeah
0: and as a cake obviously it's as a cake someone's got to end up in the cake
1: oh god yeah
0: that's wrestling kind of that's that's wrestling
1: logic isn't it yeah somebody that you don't like is going to end up in the cake it's normally Jim Cornette but as this wasn't the right uh promotion it had to be
0: no 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 that's me mean gene and the fabulous moolah yes (laughs) it was (laughs) never going to be anybody else. else what did moolah say she was having to go at cindy i think that was probably a fake mum for cindy Lauper. you think but uh she said what's your name is a katrine it should be uh latrine (laughs) which (laughs) is i enjoyed that line (laughs) simple things um yeah yeah, so it's cake and then mean gene and moolah roll
1: around in the cake
0: and that's it that's the end that's your credits
1: yeah, yeah. And well, that, what do you think of that show possi- on the whole? I did that basically, that was an hour of my life I'll never get back. No, I'm, no, and, no. and what I'm and children, what has it told us today? Never trust Andy to pick in the next episode. No, well,
0: that's the thing. So going forwards, it won't be a case of trusting me to pick the next episode because Steve will get a uh, an input into. Well, he always gets an input, but like he had to pick what we're doing next week.
1: And so this is going to kind of. I'm not pushing what we're doing next week Andy's picked that one I just agreed for a change I've picked Palooza.
0: Oh, okay well, that's the week after Which I suggested yeah. as well But it doesn't really matter But this is all to come Right questions We've got some questions People wanted to ask questions
1: um, You know the answer is All too predictable To any of these shit questions That you're going to ask it,
0: There's some good questions well, What did Mel Chris ask us?
1: It, um, it'll be a one word answer
0: well, then, Mags asks a question which you you'll have an answer to. So, Mags, okay. our friend Mags, it's clear to anyone with half a brain cell that Saturday night's main event was an attempt to counter programme BBC Two's coverage of the World Championship Snooker final, which saw a record eighteen point five million people tune in to see Dennis Taylor complete a miraculous comeback from eight 0 to beat Steve Davis eighteen seventeen on the last black. You remember that? That was uh, I remember that. That was around this time. So, taking all that into account. Who is the coolest person to ever wear glasses?
1: You're ha- you you were expecting me to, to answer any.
0: Somebody of this shit. somebody cool this, this this is the coolest person to ever wear glasses. Okay. Oh, Michael Caine, you quite can, famous yeah, for wearing glasses. Quite, well,
1: you're not getting an answer out of me. I Told you. Okay.
0: Um. Mm, Elton John or Michael Caine.
1: Who's um, Andy's answer?
0: Yeah, uh, 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 UTC, UTC Rob. This is wrestling related. Okay. We'll see. For, for those that are down with the kids, WCW these days stands for, instead of World Championship Wrestling, it stands for Woman Crush Wednesday. So people put on their female crushes. So this is, I think women put on their own sort of women crushes. Yeah. If AEW. Brought back all of Crush's WWF gimmicks: Kona Crush, Demolition Crush, and DoA Crush. Which women from the world of wrestling would you recast in each role? So, Demolition Crush as a woman, I suppose. Demolition Crush with the face paint—you want to go for someone who's quite kind of—I could see Rhea Ripley in the lever. Do you think? Uh, maybe that's my own personal thing. Um, Kona Crush, well. Oh, with Dakota Kai. She's from New Zealand, isn't she? She's not from Hawaii. Anyone from Hawaii? Um, uh, maybe Raquel Gonzalez, and then DoA Crush. So you want someone who's like a kind of biker kind of? Maybe Ruby Riot. Um, and Chris, Chris Bellis. <laughs> I'm not gonna ask you this question because you won't like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh um his question was uh do crossword cross who on crossroads would you like to do a post void ladder scan on? <laughs> um a Chris asked us the normal question, which was do you think there is a um do you think they should bring back Saturday night's main event now rather than some of the fucking banal pay per views they do? No. But they brought it back, didn't they, in 2006 and did like one or two and tried to get celebrities in. And, and it was, I think it wasn't on NBC, it was on Fox and it got like, it just stank the place out, basically. I don't think now, back in those days, it, like if, if we talk about when we first saw Saturday Night's main event, me personally, it, would, we, it would, we just find it on, on Sky One randomly. Like if you stayed up late sometimes on a Saturday to see what was on and it would kind of come on every now and again. You wouldn't see it in the listings. But it was around that time of Hogan, Warrior, Savage. And it was the only time you ever got to saw or ever got to see, kind of, like we said, uh, anything else with jobber matches, wasn't it? A- aside from the pay-per-views. You think back, I can remember, like, was it Hogan and the Genius? Remember that on Saturday night's main event? Mm. When um, Perfect smashed up his title afterwards. Mm. Um, so that was kind of... But now, I think... When you have uh, you, know, you know Raw, which is supposed to be sort of a major wrestler against major wrestler rather than somebody against a jobber, you, you know, back in those days, you didn't get anything apart from jobber matches. So it was a big thing to have these shows where there was actual people who could wrestle and major stars wrestling against each other, which weren't pay-per-view. So, yeah, I do think it's really needed to come back now, isn't it? No, he's still there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it, I think, for this week. Anything to add? <laughs> You've mentally checked out nope. at this
1: point, or I checked out about five minutes ago, mate. Right.
0: So next week we're doing 1998. Yeah. And
1: I'm forgiven an actual proper wrestling thing. There will be no questions. <laughs> next week because i say proved, no if anyone says you've proved beyond all doubt that you have no brain cells at all okay we this this fascination that andy's fostered to be quite honest <laughs> about crossroads and, and yeah and shit i i'm simply not going to entertain Ever, ever again. I'm not going to join in the jolly banter or anything. No, because I... I simply don't give a fuck about soap operas, snooker, yeah. po- post void bladder scans. <laughs> I don't actually give a flying fuck about any of it. So you can ask Andy all your questions. Yeah. You won't get anything out of me. I'll just blank the whole shit because I. Don't I think <laughs> give a flying fuck about any of it
0: yeah i think that's why people keep sending them in mate because well, you're,
1: you're, you're gonna be you're gonna be faced with the same shit every week yeah which is silence from me and awkward over verboseness from andy so should your we tell choice. people
0: what's on that should we tell Your people choice. what's on that show next week
1: I so no, ninety eight. because you've nah. absolutely lost me at this point you can tell okay. them. I don't care alright I'll tell them
0: so Unforgiven 98 we've got uh, Farouk Ken Shamrock and Steve Blackman against D'Lo Brown Mark Henry and The Rock who were part of the nation of domination at the time I think
1: if Triple the Nation of Domination was on Coronation Street, which
0: three actors would you fuck
1: off? We've done that before, I think. I probably um, fucking have and I probably didn't yeah. fucking answer then. Cunts. Tri- Triple H versus Owen Hart. Yeah, that would uh, be good if it wasn't for Triple H. The new Midnight Express
0: against the Rock and Roll Express. <laughs> <laughs> were they the new Midnight Express? They were, weren't they? <laughs> no, they
1: very fucking, new. Uh, the new bombastic bob and shit house fucking bar or bob whatever Bart, yeah. it is but fucking part of that nwa expansion from yeah. my favorite person of all time james e cornet
0: yeah it was his idea um luna vachon versus stable uh really? the new age outlaws against the legion of doom that, yeah, that was
1: that was pain. at the start of the, that was at the start of their run though, wasn't it? That that interesting yeah. because it was, so this was it was formation post WrestleMania. Yeah, it's it was formation yeah. of the New Age Outlaws, wasn't it? It was yeah. it was the start of their their push at the uh, expense of the. Quite frankly, now passe, Legion of Doom. So yeah. The, yeah, it was it was a, a. I guess you could sort of say of sorts that was a sort of passing of the torch mm. even this though even though LOD didn't want to pass any fucking torch no
0: this is post Wrestlemania 14 I think yeah. um, Undertaker versus Kane in an Inferno match and then Dude that, Love versus yeah. Steve Austin for that the world title great. that's what we got next week
1: great so, that was great no fucking soap opera bollocks fuck you
0: everybody well I think I think I do enjoy we do need any other bollocks that, that should be. We should do
1: questions on but, that. I would make the argument that yeah. 90% of the any other bollocks questions are wrestling related that actually make for a good show. Yeah. All yeah. your all your shit that you push forward from fucking soap operas and, <laughs> and, and, and shit like that. Darts and snooker. It, yeah. is just. It's just. I I look at it this way. It's people from the twitter world that are taking the piss out of you and just trying to get a rise out of me yeah yeah and they're trying to get a rise out of me and i'm not rising to it it's all (laughs) bullshit anyway (laughs) Anyway. get the fuck out of my house i'm going to bed
0: yeah yeah no i mean i enjoy all that shit so but that's not the point you don't No. i think you've made that clear so
1: yeah i have tonight and if anybody's in any doubt this is the end of tonight's podcast i'm going to head <laughs> because you've quite frankly bored the fucking living shit out of me right okay well we'll see you next week guys thanks very much for listening and yeah i might not be and, here next week bollocks go
0: and go and follow um at don't follow podcast me
1: don't fucking at, follow me
0: at vong tugboat which is uh steve um don't yeah follow we'll me. see you next week I've, Take I've, care, I've, everybody. I've,
1: I've lost i've lost one person for Have my, for yeah, brilliant. If I could lose a few more, if you if you don't actually like anything that we do, don't follow me, please fuck off.
0: Okay. <laughs> and on that on that note, we'll we'll see you next week. Cheers, guys. Take care. All the yeah. best. Bye. Bye.